Welcome to the world of stand-up. <laughs> What's up? Hi, babe. I'm bummed that we didn't have recording that last part about the Jay-Z song. Because oh. you had a really cool sort of improv. You're like, I didn't you know ready, it wasn't B? recording. I thought it was recording. I was, but then these... Always record. They were yapping. Always record. We got a live studio audience again. It's like we're becoming so popular that no. people just want to Quiet on out. set. <laughs> All 50 of you. <laughs> so what's up? You're back on the show with I'm me. Back. Thanks, babe, for uh, you know lending me your time and your yeah. talents. I think your... I'm an easy guest to have. Easy and accessible. Yes. You are. You are easy and accessible. <laughs> yep. So uh, I wanted to have you come on the show because we just got back from Los Angeles. I had, yeah. a, I had a comedy gig there. Congratulations, by the way. You Thank you. Booked an amazing gig out there at a cannabis show. It was epic. It was. It was. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. We. Uh, you. You were obviously the. You're such a good travel buddy. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I try to be easy. Make it easy. Yeah. I yeah. like to travel. So anything that like, you know. That fills me up, so I love it. Yeah, well, and, and I just as somebody that cares deeply for you, obviously, <laughs> yeah, you're really supportive of the comedy stuff. And I'm oh, I love it. I love it. a good laugh, and it's good to like watch you thrive and do your thing. And this one was awesome because you're able to be with like your buddy Jeff Die, and yeah, you guys kind of played around and shit the shit a little bit. Like it was, it was so great. <laughs> I fucking love Jeff Die. Yeah, he's funny. He's one of the like nicest, funniest humans. He's a really nice guy, but I gotta say, he came dressed in his mom's cashmere sweater. <laughs> And he had a Karen haircut. It he was like the, car- it was so Karen. It was like kind of feathered. Oh, like you're so harsh. No, he he's a really handsome guy, but he needs a little. He needs a stylist. Well, he's in L.A. He could probably find one. He needs one. He's been on. He like, could, He's been on tons of TV shows and movies and stuff. So I'm sure that they fix this. He's been on Gutfield on Fox, which is hilarious because he was mm-hmm. telling us that none of his liberal friends know that he's been on the Greg Gutfield show. Right now they all know because they watch. This. Well, no, he's well, he puts clips audience. out. He's like nobody yeah. knows except because they stay in their own little echo chambers. He's mm-hmm. like any, all my buddies that watch CNN, they have no idea that I've ever done that. He's yeah. like, and it's the funnest show ever. He's like Gutfield used to be a comic and mm-hmm. they just rip on people all the time. It was great. Yeah, it was so great. He was funny. He had a lot of funny jokes. So we were at a. The event was a, a cannabis can of comedy, right? And Jeff Dye doesn't even use cannabis. He's like, "This is going to be awesome." He, they give they give you what like several hundred dollars worth of swag bag. Dude, that just was all, all of the swag. It yeah. was just gummies and edibles and pre rolls and a bottle of wine was, to wash it all down. <laughs> Actually, that's a fun high. A little red wine with this little stone. That's a good one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was cool. So my there's a good buddy of mine. His his name is Greg McCluskey. He's actually going to be on the show one of these days. He's a client as well. He's starting up this podcast that's called Sincerely Cannabis. Mm-hmm. He got into the cannabis game. He owns Bear Flag Company, I think is what they're called. Yeah. And then he owns like Revenant and a bunch of other like pieces where he's a part owner and some manufacturing and some other brands with cannabis. But it was cool because he called me first. Like I, he booked me as a comic before he booked anybody else on the show. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think the only reason Jeff came, because it's right, it was because Ron Funches was the other comedian Mm -hmm. and that guy's a stoner day one like so so he walks in he's like hey everybody how's it going where's the weed he's pretty famous i can't remember what show he's on isn't he on a a bunch of shows we saw him on he was actually on uh where i remember him from was i think it was 
undateable, that show that had Whitney Cummings and Chris D'Elia on it, and, and Ron was on there with Chris and Whitney. Oh, maybe that's where it was from. I don't know. And he just looks so familiar, he but was I couldn't, on that, like, He's place. on that one called Loot with Maya Rudolph, the new one on HB, or on uh, Apple TV. You know, really? where she and She's, like, the ex-wife of the really rich billionaire yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, I know. She's like, he's, like, one of the buddies that works at their foundation mm. there. Anyway, he was funny. He was, yeah, did his weed bit and... Made fun of stoners. Jeff Dye was funny because he was make, like, it was a tough crowd in that like there was so many people and so much background noise going yeah. on that it was it's really like hard. Smoke. Oh my god! Yeah, they were they were smoking out this building, which was a trip, but it was really hard to hear you guys. And he was just cracking jokes at, you know. Well, Greg Greg n- nailed it. He's like, because I I got up and I just was doing my set, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was challenging because there was a ton of background noise. There wasn't speakers set up in the back. So, like, there was none of that that kind of right. helped me as a comedian to, like, hear. And the seating as well was a little bit odd. So it was, like, these tables, and it wasn't very dense. So there wasn't a lot of, like, people close up front. But I'm sit- standing on stage, and, like, I'm just trying to do my set into this haze, like this wall of fog. <laughs> yeah. just smoking indoors, the whole thing. It was crazy. But- Doing your best to not get your contact high so you can focus. Well, dude, that's one of the, I didn't I didn't smoke I didn't take anything until right. after I was done because I know I know my body I know me yeah. where if I would have done that you I have been two up there. stages when you're high you're either in the couch or you're like philosophically like in your head about I like and, I like that version of me. <laughs> yeah that's a fun version of me yeah you're you're in like your alternate reality of like things and I think I get pretty smart <laughs> and then you sober up and we forget it all. Nobody took right, notes. Right, dude. That's that's something that you and I need to remember because always record. Just I have a watch that can like record from my watch. I should just yeah. And when then I listen feel to that it back and hear how stupid we sound. We don't sound stupid. I sound brilliant. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, we sound brilliant to us. That's how that dude, matters. That's, so that's a funny story I want to tell. I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast. So it's true. I do have two gears when it comes to when I get high. I'm either just. A, a floating like zombie that's just there. It's either on the couch or in the pantry. Hey man, this feels <laughs> awesome. Or, like you said, I turn into this like philosopher. Mm-hmm. And the first time I experienced that, I tapped into that philosopher side with weed. It was when we were at the Aria. Uh, sheesh, when was it? It was a, it was in January of some time. No, we, we weren't at the Aria. We were at the Park MGM. We stayed at that shithole for some reason. Hmm. I thought we were in our backyard. <laughs> No, that's happened since, but mm-hmm. we, we, dude, it was New Year's Eve. That was when we were in, New, in, I'm like remembering this in real time. That was when we were in Vegas for New Year's Eve during COVID mm-hmm. and they had shut down the street stuff. If you remember that, they were going to have a thing on the strip and they're like, no, we can't because, you know, ooh, COVID. Yeah, they had that thing where if you weren't staying on property, you couldn't be downtown. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Ugh, dude, when I look back at all that stupid nonsense, I'm like, these people were so dumb. Anyway. You digress. So we got a bunch of snacks, mm-hmm. and you and I were hanging out in our room. And I remember, like, standing there, looking out the window, and then I would close my eyes, and I just would start to taste <laughs> the food. You were like ratatouille. I was, dude. I could taste every ingredient in the food. And then I, like, in my mind, like, charted it out. I'm like, okay, so there's, like, a quadrant. There's, like, <laughs> sweetness over here and sourness over here. And then there's, like, savory over it. Like, and it's, like, so every every taste has, like, a point on this chart. Like, I'm, like it's some sort of algorithm of taste. And my mind is being blown because I'm so high. And then all of a sudden, like, the chart 
turns 3D into a globe because I start realizing <laughs> there's like textures and smoothness and, and like when you add in things like if you have like a chocolate bar that's got nuts in it, now there's a different taste because the of the crunch. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, I see taste, bro. Like I'm, I'm so proud of myself that I could see taste. Yeah. And then that has spun into many other philosophical conversations that I'll have about. I know I always start asking the question when I get high, like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Who was the first one, man? Who was the first guy that got high, like on planet Earth, in the history of human beings? Who was the very first one? Chicken or egg, babe? It's another one of those questions. So you're saying Who it was knows? A chicken? Chicken or the egg? Anyway, so yeah, we go. I I, I couldn't I couldn't partic- participate in any of that stuff before my set. Right. I've just been done. Mm-hmm. But it was a really fun event. Tons of people there. It was challenging as a comedian, dude, because like it actually. Ron Funches gave me a compliment. It felt really good. I get off I get off stage and I'm like. Phew. He's like, man, you did really good. You just stayed in the pocket. That's a tough crowd, man. Like, That's a really good impression. Maybe you should start working on that for your comedy is impressions. impressions. Yeah. Here's the hard part about that. I can do impressions for the most part when I'm just like not nervous or anything. Mm-hmm. But when you get on stage and there's like a heightened level of nerve, like things mm-hmm. tighten up in your throat and it's harder to do that. Your best impression that you do is the laugh of Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> Get to if me every you know time. Tucker Carlson, I fucking nailed it, okay? He There's, fucking nailed it. Yeah. Nailed every it. time we, like, watch some sort of Tucker Carlson video, like, I just start laughing at Immediately. it. Immediately. <laughs> 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 oh, the dumb things that make us laugh. Oh, uh, dude, life is good. Anyway, so, yeah, we were in L.A., and L.A. is a total shithole. It really is. It's, it's sad. It, yeah, it is sad. It's, like, all of this wealth and, like, expensive real estate, and it's a total shithole. Just... Poverty everywhere. Yeah, we stayed at this really cool hotel downtown on Hill that was called Hotel Per LA. Yeah, it looked like where they record where they filmed The Great Gatsby. It was so old. It was like built in the twenties. Yeah, it's crazy, like narrow hallways stuff. Really, really cool vibe though. Like right. I like the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you walk outside. There's homeless people everywhere, mm-hmm. and like there's just like random puddles of liquid on the sidewalk, and you're like, I don't know if it I want to step. It just smells in gross. Yeah. Yeah, we got there LA that night. Does not I mean, have it was all raining, that. and so it was like the toilet got flushed for a minute in the city. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> yeah, that's what away. Greg said. Rainy days in California, like flushing the toilet. Yeah, dude. When he when we were on the way to the airport, he was telling us, and this made sense because like I was looking around, and there are some gorgeous buildings. Everything has a vibey rooftop bar. Mm-hmm. Like even the hotel well, because we stayed, it can't be down on the streets. That's right, where the but homeless here's the thing: it's like because we saw like Lambos and like there was really nice cars in downtown LA, and then you see like. People having kung fu sessions with themselves, yelling at the top of their lungs because they're just homeless and crazy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, these two worlds are colliding here? Like, how do they have all this money in downtown LA and then like this crazy homeless stuff? It was actually kind of heartbreaking for me because some of those people, you look at them, you're like, man, how did, how did it get to that? You know, mm-hmm. How did it get to where you're sleeping on the street? You got no gums, no teeth left. You're just, yeah, it's heart- heartbreaking. It I mean, is sad. Even though it's kind of funny to make fun of it, it's like, those are still real people, you know, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, Greg was saying like these cars, like you'll have like a high rise apartment complex. That's just ridiculously luxurious and super expensive. And you'll have like your deal and you come down and you take an Uber to the restaurant that's three blocks away and you get out and you go up to the restaurant up top. And then it's like, you're barely on the street. Yeah. People don't want to be on the street. So they'd Uber three blocks instead of just taking the walk just to avoid homeless people. I get it though, dude. Like when we walk, you have you have 
some nice Louis Vuitton stuff and you yeah. were wearing some of it. And when we were walking to breakfast on Wednesday morning, I was like looking, I was, I was using my situational awareness stuff that I learned from Raul at Rogue Methods. <laughs> Shout out to Raul. Or I'm like, if I got to bust a motherfucker, I'm ready, you know? Mm-hmm. But like you like you had got your, those skills now. You had that Louis bag and your shoes and everything on. And I'm like looking around at all these homeless people like, don't, don't. Just and I'm in my head like they're not even looking at me. They're like off in another world, like probably high as a kite or tired you think as hell. Can or see taste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping they can see smell because they're they're at that stage. They, hopefully they can smell smell because <laughs> they could use that too. Yeah, we uh, we ate at the, we walked down to this uh, garden. Garden it was like Cove a food or something. Court, but not. Yeah, like, it was like a food court, and we ate at this place called the Egg Slut. Yeah. Like, how do you get away with having that be the name of your business? Show me, okay. And how do you come up with that as your idea? Yeah, show me the, like, meeting of investors. It's like, I got this idea. We're going to have breakfast sandwiches. It's going to all be, like, eggs and organic and everything. Like, what is a slutty egg? And we're going to call it egg slut. Does it it get you sick? (laughs) You get salmonella from it? Yeah. Has that egg been around? Is (laughs) Is it not washed? Have people thrown it up? Dude, then- that's probably what it is. It's like this stuff is not cleaned before they feed it to us. Like it's just a bunch of slutty eggs. <laughs> what is what would a slutty egg? Exactly. What is a slutty egg? Well, dude, and they were being they were all bougie because we got those little tater tots that had been cooked in duck oil with truffle sauce or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, dude. Right. Hey, if I can smell a homeless guy while I'm in line, <laughs> don't have truffle sauce, okay? Maybe Those they... two things do not jive very well. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It was, it was really. What? It, it was just an interesting, fun ta- time, you know, like yeah. being out there and just new experiences, new places. Dude, one of the things that I liked the most about our trip mm-hmm. was the Delta Sky Club. <laughs> I'd never been to the Delta Sky Club. I, didn't I know, know all of our travels, and we could have. We just we're the kind of people who get to the airport. We'll kind of hang out at the gate and then within you know 20 or 30 minutes we don't like to hang out too long but we had some time yeah i'm not i'm not a big fan of hanging out at the airport just to be clear but we did have some time on the flight out Mm -hmm. and uh yeah because of you know we tried the delta sky club it was cool and i'm like whoa this is all free i know i'm like man why haven't we been doing this sooner like not sit with the riffraff Dude, for real. No, for real. Like, I kind of want to go to the airport early now just to kind of chill and hang out a little bit. Get a free well, drink. Yeah, dude. Before, so when we came home, we, our flight left at 1 mm-hmm. but traffic is a bitch in LA and we didn't know how that, because the airport, LAX is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's a weird airport. And we didn't know if we were going to have problems with that. So we're like, we'll just go early. We had our, we got dropped off there at like 10 30, a couple hours early, and we just ended up hanging out at the Delta Club. Yep. Had a, you know, Bloody Mary. And, some chicken. Some chicken, orange chicken. But. People watching is still epic. Los Angeles people watching is next level. We saw like one out of every 10 people still had masks on yeah. in LA. Yes. It is still very prevalent there. Yeah, and I don't know why. I've come to the conclusion that there are two types of people in the United States that still wear masks. Asians, because they're Asian, <laughs> and idiots. Yep. That's it. I would have to agree. Yeah. Because we saw, like, dude, when we were walking, with the homeless smell, I kind of get this, but did you see that guy in the face mask and the face mask in the shield that we saw on the street? I did not. He was this old white guy that was, oh, not old. He was, like, in his 50s or 60s, it looked like. But I was like, bro, you're in, man. Like, he was you're trying to avoid the smell of the city. 
That's what he was doing. Probably. With all those masks and that guard. Yeah. Anyway. It was a lot of fun. These are, uh, these are new pants. <laughs> We're going to talk about my We're pants. We're talking about your fancy pants, dude. They've got the crinkle on the side. They're all shiny, shiny. Mm-hmm. Why have mm-hmm. I not seen you wear these pants before? I don't know. I think I might have an sh- online shopping problem, and then it'll just kind of sit there forever, and then I'm like, oh, I should probably try those on. Is that real? How many clothes do you have that you haven't tried on? Probably. No, like I've do tried... Do I need to m- check your statement? For? <laughs> um, I, I have that bag of Lulu stuff. It's just like sweats, but I've tried it on. I just haven't, like, I don't know. It takes me a minute to decide I want to wear it. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I'll, I'll go buy two of everything mm-hmm. and then realize, oh, there's only seven days this week. <laughs> when am I going to wear this twice? Because I have all this other cool clothes. and You got a lot. So I get it. Yeah. I'm kind so, of a, yeah, I'm wearing shiny pants today. I'm kind of a girl that way. I've thought Do about you not it. like my pants? No, they're great. Are they interesting? They're they're very interesting. Yeah. Do they have like the crinkle thing on the butt too? The, no. Like, no. No butt crinkles. <laughs> just the leg crinkles. No butt. You know what I'm talking just, about, right? There's those one. Like, I definitely know that, what you're talking about. It's supposed to make your butt look like a nice round perky butt. The crinkle thing is. I think so. Yeah. Dude, the funny part is, is sometimes girls that have flat pancake bucks wear the 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 things with the crinkle butt in them, and they just look horrible. Oh, of course, because you have to have some kind of butt to like. Accentuate it. The, or, or the other side where it's like their butt's too big and like the crinkle isn't nearly enough to like hold that in. So it just looks like there's like a Pillsbury Why don't can they of make rolls that for guys? Like some guys need help with their asses. They should have crinkle butts in their leggings. Uh, so gay, dude. <laughs> I if I had, dude, if a dude had crinkle <laughs> things on his ass cheeks as part of his workout shorts, dude, get out of here, man. I'd want to know that guy. What's your story, bro? Like, who told you that was okay? No, you'd be like, can we be friends? Like, you want to go to the nail salon together? <laughs> Maybe we can get two-for-ones for Botox. Like, that dude clearly has Botox. If a guy's got crinkle stuff on his pants for his workouts, he's clearly got Botox as well. Well, you have Botox. I do not. So are you one step away what from the crinkle f- pants? What are you talking about, dude? I don't have Botox. Yeah, I think you have a little Botox. You think so? Yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, How about you scowl at me and we'll prove it? I don't want to play your silly games, Amy. <laughs> Or scowl at me. Nope, no. I'll scowl at you I if like you scowl at me. Here I like we go. You, I like you too much to <laughs> scowl at you, so I'm not going <laughs> to put that, that on 1080 or 4K or whatever this is. That glass-looking forehead right there. I don't have glass. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. That part moves between See? your eyebrows. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm a free man. <laughs> free of Botox. Botox free. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I do have a little bit of Botox, but. Yeah, no, I said that. I know. I'm just acknowledging it. So that Okay. Not so people, people know. Are watching this, going, wait, what? Why is he so? Why is he? Why is he so scared? Why did he deny it just to admit to it? Oh, because you're an idiot. Because I'm a comedian. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of an idiot. Well, no, you're very funny. Doesn't mean I'm not an idiot. We're all kind of idiots. Especially being a comedian, I love that conversation I had with Wes Austin about that. When it's like I had this moment what, four years ago when I was 42, 43 years old. I'm like my self esteem. And mental health isn't shitty enough, so I need to go do comedy in bunch of, in front of a bunch of twenty-five-year-old assholes that yep. don't yeah. like normal people. Got to mess with your depression a little bit, increase those it's levels. It's so good for your depression. If you really want to like dive into the depths of your depression, start doing comedy. Yeah, because it will clearly it's good for get depression you depression and lack of self-esteem. Right, because what it does is it takes what you think is a heightened sense of self-awareness and makes you realize you have no self-awareness at all because if you did, you wouldn't give, 
you wouldn't put yourself in the position to feel so shitty. Right. Because it's like... Doing comedy is like buying a billion-dollar lottery ticket. It's the chances of you actually, like, walking away from that thing super stoked is very, very small. Right. And if you do, you got to pay two-thirds of it back for taxes. And here you are still doing it. Look at you. Just I, well, like I event. said, my mental health is still an active part of my neuroses. <laughs> so. so what was a big takeaway for you from that event? What's your next level, next step? I want to headline again. That was a takeaway. I, one of the things that came to me in that is that I have kind of been coasting with comedy. I've been doing a lot of like content that is funny with like some of the current event segments that I do on my Instagram and, you know, with this podcast and having lighthearted conversations. And, but I've been kind of not putting enough into that. Like I get really, it really helps me to focus on the world in a funny way. Mm -hmm. And when I've been more in the serious sense or like trying to be Mr. Business guy or whatever, like it, it just it feels harder to be funny, but yet my true like zone of genius is when I'm lighthearted and I'm cracking jokes and I'm allowing myself to look at the world through that lens. Yeah. And I've also noticed too that like because of that, like it truly is like a muscle. Like part of what excuse me. Part of what you and I did on Wednesday when we got there before the show is like we had to I'd run through my set and try to piece it together. And I there's a part of the time there where I was having a bugger. Mm. where I was trying to like make it better and everything and I didn't have feedback from the crowd. I hadn't been on stage in two, three weeks since that last time I did open mic. And so I was going into this new thing and I mean, fortunately, like it is somewhat of a, like I get in front of a crowd and I just remember. So I, and I have good stage presence and I've done a lot of things in front of people. So it's not like I'm up there as a bumbling idiot, but right. confidence and composure play a big factor in how a comedian delivers his material. And so I recognize that like my confidence wasn't that high mm. and it didn't help that I was in a room full of, you know, cigarette or stone or smoke and mm-hmm. really loud. But so kind of back to your question, the big takeaway, I want to get back into it more and I feel it's important for my self-esteem and my well-being to do it more. Cause it's just a natural, it's just part of my personality that's, that's, that's there that when I don't feed it, it affects me. Well, I think it's like all things. It's a muscle, you know? Yeah. The more you do it, the better you get, the more confident you're going to feel. All, all that's true, yes. But I'm saying, like, for me and, like, for me to be happy, and mm-hmm. for me to really be in a good space mentally, I have to be feeding that. When I try mm-hmm. not to, it sucks. Like, I get in these weird head spaces. I don't have boundaries in the right way. Like, when it comes to certain aspects of my life, I let things slide that I shouldn't let slide. And I'm like, no, I just need to, like, be more rigid about it, ironically, by being more of a silly goose. Cool. So you're writing... New material then? Is that what that means? Kind of. I mean, I've been I've been using Twitter a lot to kind of do these little one-liners and stuff and figure that out, and that's... Well, I think we've got to travel more so you can get more inspiration. It's true. The set that I did in front of Brian Callen's show was a result of our trip to Vegas with Dorian. Yep. With our son. Because mm-hmm. our life is funny. Yeah. We have a lot of... A lot of shit we can laugh at. Yeah. So. He hasn't heard that bit, but I, I make it look like he was attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> that you Keep it weird. He's, Keep he's, it weird. He's here. No, so I, I talk about like, the, I paint this picture that you and I are at the pool and that you're scoping chicks and there's a hot brunette that you can't, because you, you don't have good eyesight, so there's a hot brunette on the other side Neither of the pool. Neither of you have good eyesight. Right, I don't either. And the, the sun is bright. And and you tell me, man, that chick's kind of hot. And then then you go, oh fuck, hi mom. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Which part. you are, so I get it, dude. I mean, we were talking Sigmund about Freud had, you to had a, maybe he was onto something with that Oedipus thing. We were you know? talking about taking you to a topless pool. 
Yep. And all the different tits that were out. It was Noah's Ark of Gross booze. tits, big tits, pierced tits. I even make that, that reference that there was transgender titties. I mean, it was just a peck. But. Just a guy? <laughs> anyway. Oh, now I can't do that joke. No, I can. There. Yeah, so more bits. More bits, yeah. I got to write more bits. Actually, part of the current event segments that we do here, I, that's a skill that I really want to learn how to do is to do topical comedy. Yeah. Because if you look at the big, great, like the, like Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Rogan, like the guys at the top of the heap right now, they know how to, to articulate funny perspectives relative to what's going on in the world. And I'm not good at that yet. So I've had to resort to telling stories about my family and have those have punchlines in them relative to that, which is good because it makes me memorable. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the, the biggest compliments that I get is that like, oh, you're easy. Like when I came up, when, people, when I was done with my set in L.A., like people go, oh, yeah, my dad did that too. Like that was a point of conversation that people would have is like I would be telling these jokes about my dad or my mom or my whatever, and they would come up and say the same thing. So that's good because it means they remember me. But as well, like I want to get to the point where I can be somewhat of like a political commentary humorist because it's just an endless barrage of content. Yeah, that would be jokes. awesome. So what was your biggest takeaway there? That I'm a lightweight compared to so many people. Lightweight in what way? <laughs> well, they were just all smoking so much weed and functioning. And I'm like, that is intense. That's saying something because you are high functioning. Yeah, but I don't smoke it all day every day. These guys are like smoking blunts, the whole thing, like yeah, taking gnarly. bong rips. Dude, there was, a <laughs> there was a booth there that just had like what, like five bongs? Mm-hmm. Glass bongs, and it was you just walk up, and be like, yeah, can I get the you know the fucking cush whatever, and they load you up a rip, and pow, like you just it's just a bong station. Well, and the vending machine was Brilliant. like the highlight of the show. Like there was a vending machine that they had just filled with pre rolls and gummies and all kinds of shit, and it, it was a free game. Like yeah, like that, like what do you call that thing? The clasp. Anyway, yeah, and that line was just. You want a t-shirt? I did. Got skills, dude. Yeah, but dude, when when people are so that's your biggest takeaway. Is no, you're just lightweight. That, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, my biggest takeaway is just I truly love comedy. I love laughing. I love people watching. I just those environments just kind of fill me up. It's a lot of fun. You're a good travel buddy that way, like especially with comedy. Yeah, you're super supportive. I'm I was in my head going. after my set, and you were like, really, like, no, no, no. Look at it this way. Look at yeah. it this way. Well, you made it seem like you bombed when you didn't. The crowd was just tough. You know, like every single comedian that went up was commenting on the same thing. Like the, that one woman was like, well, thanks. I guess I'm going to go home and kill myself. <laughs> like because nobody was listening <laughs> and nobody heard her. You know, I, I'm laughing because I'm like, I hear it. But. You're like, yeah, suicide's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so no, I thought you did a really good job as always. Well, you just sweet put a lot of effort into it and show up and tell your jokes and. I thought it was great. Yeah. And then some people did hear because you had that one, one woman come up to you and said, so is this your one wife? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's the thing is that like my stories were memorable enough to right. where it was a point of conversation after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, I had to, <laughs> when I introduced myself, I go, I'm from Utah, which is different from here. I am married to one woman. Just to be clear, I have to clarify that with Utah. This is my one wife. Yeah. Actually, that is a funny thing that we, I was trying to work it in beforehand because I thought, and you and I had discussed this, that the idea of being like, so wait, bro, like, do you have multiple wives? Like, well, I tried, but they didn't want to do it. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> go like for a, it. It was like a punchline, but yep. it didn't fly. 
anyway, so yeah, that's uh, I just had a great time. I love traveling. Yeah, it's, it's always a good takeaway. So just publicly, thank you for supporting me that way. It was You're awesome. Welcome. Anytime. Let's do it again. Okay, deal. Um, <clears throat> should we uh, should we slip into current events? Slip it in. Let's do it. <laughs> Ao. All right. Which we got a we got a guest producer here. What's up, Big Rob? What's up, guys? What's, back at it, round two. So what's uh, what's our uh, what's our current events today? So we got one from uh, Newsmax. It's Nancy Pelosi. The morning after <laughs> the morning after midterm elections, House Speaking Nancy slipped on a sterling silver whistle given to her by her husband, who was attacked last month by an intruder at her home. She, she slipped on, on a what? whistle. On a whistle. Was yeah. it her husband's rape whistle? <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. what happened the night the weekend before or whatever yeah she got her husband got attacked in their san francisco home he didn't get attacked let's be honest it was his boyfriend Could have been. oh the, dude the gay boyfriend i would if if everything was exposed i would bet so much money on the fact that it was his lover he's like 80 years old he's like the sweetest guy ever and the, mm-hmm. he answered the door when the cops came and the dude was there with like, there's so yeah. many squeaky parts. So now the follow-up story is like, yeah, yeah, that's gone. He's fine. Whatever. But it was cause of MAGA, but uh, she, she stepped on a whistle. So wait, did it she kill slipped. her? <laughs> no, she's alive still, but the comments are hilarious. <laughs> she, she hasn't been alive for 15 years. Like, she's a zombie. <laughs> One boy. of the comments says after her husband found in her underwear from another man, that's where. It. Mm. So it's hold so on. Funny. So I want to make sure I'm clear on this. She slips on a whistle, like a like a whistle, like sterling a, silver whistle given to her by her husband the week before. So why was it on the floor? Why would you give your wife a whistle? That's I the headline, so man. <laughs> Dude, if you had understand. a big enough house and you don't have an intercom, like you got a whistle, <laughs> babe, where you at? That's really funny. Dude, those dogs would go crazy. Oh my god! I'm gonna try that now. I'm gonna go get whistles at the store. We'll give but in all fairness, dude, Nancy that's, Pelosi dude, that's is what we'll a do bitch. for Christmas. We'll give every member of the family a whistle. Do you remember that one year when, like, we were trying to teach our kids about like faith and believing in something bigger than them? And so, if you've ever seen that movie Polar Express, like, there's a bell, and if you don't believe, there's no. Yeah, didn't we give Dorian one without a bell? <laughs> <laughs> this little Scrooge over here. Yeah, we sure did. That's from that mom. I remember that. Anyway. And I don't, I don't think he believes in Santa even to this day. So maybe Santa's maybe real. It's just not somebody that lives in the fucking South Pole. We're sitting right here. <laughs> Santa, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Yeah, Santa present. has multiple personalities outside of right the idea of Santa. I don't know. See, I don't get why that's a current event. Like, who gives a shit if she stepped on a whistle her husband gave her last well, week? Well, there's, yeah, there's nothing else to talk about other than that. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> dude. What's funny? Newsmax has to thirteen oh, thousand so likes from it. <laughs> What's because they're like, she fell. That's awesome. <laughs> Click. Well, they're all blaming the gay husband. That's so funny. They are? Yeah, they call all the, all the, yeah, all the comments are like that. See, I told you, dude, there's more to that story. <laughs> I'm not a... The hilarious part is that they tried to, in the, in the previous story where he got attacked, which, first of all, we got to be clear, it's not cool to be attacked, okay? If some old guy gets hammered in the head, that sucks. Like, I'm not here to celebrate that. But the other parts of the story are hilarious. Like he has this dude over that is a former nudist, lives in a school bus, has Black fly, Black Lives Matter and Pride shit all over the place. Like he's clearly like out there as a super leftist and they're trying to paint him as some MAGA guy. He wouldn't last five minutes mm-hmm. in a MAGA rally. You kidding me, dude? They'd be like, motherfucker, put your goddamn clothes on. <laughs> 
anyway, it's kind of funny. Well, I'm Gotta glad she's okay. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. she's here to fight another the low day, end of current events. I know, dude. She's like she's she's already been dead for like ten years, dude. Like she's like one of those ghosts in Return of the King. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Let the dead bury their dead. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, this one's good. So the Denver Post. So Denver or Colorado is the second state to legalize medicinal uh, psychedelics. Oh, really? Yeah. Like mushrooms mm-hmm. and stuff? Mm-hmm. So it was Oregon first, huh? Yeah. yeah, it was Oregon. Yeah, Oregon shouldn't count, though, because they have legal suicide I also there, saw so. that uh, or, something about wolves. Like, they used to, like, didn't Colorado do something where they removed a whole shit ton of wolves for some reason? You guys don't know this? Okay, well, apparently it's not very current. Yeah, that's not the current. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's cool. Psychedelics. I think the reason why I was thinking of that, because somebody made a joke, oh, they've also, like, reintroduced wolves back into the... The fucking, what do you call it, the ecosystem there? In Colorado? So, so now it's like they're going to, people are going to be tripping out and like going into the woods and getting attacked by wolves. It's like Twilight. Yeah. Those Dude, are werewolves. That's hilarious because that's what happened in the move in the Twilight movies is all of a sudden this wolf population just started getting crazy and they saw these massive wolves. Yes. And they Bryce thought- has watched Twilight. Dude, more dudes than care to admit have watched that because they watched it with Twilight? their stupid girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute, yeah. Yeah, dude, you watch Twilight <laughs> to get laid. That's why you watch Twilight. You're like, because the girl's like, are you team Edward no, or are listen, you team Jacob? Like, the girls watching that are like, no, we have to wait till we're married. No, they're not. They're bugged that Bella doesn't bone him when, he's re- like, when she's ready to go. Right. And the guys are like, bro, you know how hard it is to warm up an engine like that, bro? What are you doing waiting? <laughs> But also, he's 900 years old, and he's that's, into 17-year-olds. Okay. That's the unspoken part of Twilight that's hilarious, is that he looks like a 17-year-old, but he's, what, 90? Yeah, he's too fucking old and for a 17-year-old. And 17-year-old chick? So you've lived that long, and you're still into 17-year-olds? <laughs> that's, that's a valid question. That's just disgusting. And he's like, well, I don't fuck him. I wait to <laughs> wife him. <laughs> Holy shit. We should go watch Twilight. That's fun. All right. Day it's, got night. A great, it's got a great soundtrack. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But it's true, dude. Guys watch Twilight, not because they're into the story, but because they're trying to get laid. So are psychedelics legal now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In Denver? Second, yeah. Colorado. Okay. Which, honestly, I could see that, knowing Colorado. Dude, for sure. I um, Out of all states, like I could see that being the second one. Well, I... I'm glad that they're starting to look at it medicinally because psychedelics, you know, magic mushrooms, the main compound in there is psilocybin. Mm-hmm. Psilocybin has been known to have regenerative effects on brain tissue. Like it can like regrow traumatized brain tissue. That can aff- that can affect depression, PTSD, all sorts of other like mental disorders that are caused with, you know, trauma in the brain. CTE, all that. Mm-hmm. So Hopefully, we'll get rid of this old guard of idiots that are like, that's a drug. I can't believe oh, it's going to fry your brain. Like, no, it doesn't. Do you think they'll just sell it in, like, capsule form? Probably. Could that's, be, yeah. They have drinks. Or will they have, like, pizzas? Like a... Yeah, new restaurants. Yeah, right. Can I get that with anchovies <laughs> and magic mushrooms, please? <laughs> yeah. A magic so mushrooms. Are they, gonna, are, are they just going to utilize the current, like, weed dispensaries to sell this stuff? Or is it going to be... A whole other industry. Because I don't know how you go crazy with a bunch of products that are psychedelic. I, I could see it being with the current places yeah. that they have. Yeah. Or it could go both ways. I don't know. 
So is it true that magic mushrooms grow under shit? Yeah, they can. They can. So it's not like specifically no. the only way to grow them. No. Okay. I'm like that. What do those fields smell? Do you remember like? when that friend of ours kid was <laughs> growing them? What kid? Our friend uh-huh. that has the similar car as we have now, and she has that Jimi Hendrix wannabe kid. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was growing shrooms for I a while. He was growing them. I just remember that. He gave some to you, and then she called you a bad influence. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, too. I thought that was going to be the end of your friendship with her, because she was fucking pissed. She was pissed. Yeah. How dare you get drugs from my son? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how she said it. I'm like, did you hear what you just said? Did you listen to the words Your the son is giving drugs to my husband. That means your son is a bad influence. First of all, they're medicines, not okay, drugs. You're right. But at the time, at the time... They were drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, that's that funny that shit. friendship has endured, so that's good. Yeah. I have no idea where that kid is, though. Like, he's doing his thing. I could see that kid being like some sort of like David Koresh cult leader. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's total cult leader vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the ladies to do whatever he wants. And, mm-hmm. Hey man. Hey, yep. How's it going, man? <laughs> Which is bananas because as a kid he was like a ridiculously good athlete and like. Good grades and sharp, and now he's just yep. interesting. Then he got on the drugs. He got on the meds. <laughs> well, no, he's done all the medicines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a full-on pharmacy in his backpack. All right, what else you got, buddy? <laughs> um, the third one is Trump-appointed judges strikes down Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. We knew that We saw happen. that coming. We saw that coming. Yeah. It was just a ploy for votes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything that, that like, this, okay, so I... This is the thing that I have to laugh a ton at. Part of so the midterms are just this week. Part of the whole like democratic thing was, and Biden was saying this himself, like, hey, if we keep the House and Senate, we're gonna codify Road versus Wade. Which basically means that they because the you know Supreme Court said that it's not constitutional the way it is, and it was putting all the abortion stuff back on each individual state instead of there being like this federal thing saying that it's legal. <clears throat> Roe versus Wade had been around for 50 years plus. They could have codified it at any given time. There had been plenty of times where the majority, the, they had all three president, um, the Senate and House of Representatives, they could have codified it. And it's like, well, now we're going to do it. Well, why didn't you do it before? Oh, because it didn't matter before. Because you didn't care. It, and now it's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, the, we, we saw that coming, the whole student loan thing. There's, there's mm-hmm. no, it was never, yeah. he did it by executive order. Executive orders, all, all it takes for an executive order to go away is for the next president to come in and be like, bye. Yeah. So we so, knew it was a bunch of garbage. Yeah. But, yeah, those are the, the three I got for you. Really? Thank you. Those were the good ones? I'm just kidding. I, I didn't pick them. <laughs> I got sent. Jokes. These are the jokes, people. The jokes. It's a funny podcast. I will have to ask, when you guys, uh, you guys microdose? Yeah. What's like your thing that it's helped with? Just randomly, I'm curious. Um, I don't do like it. Why, I haven't. I haven't taken. Take I haven't taken mushrooms in a long time. Um, and the last time we did take them, it was not a microdose. It was well. It wasn't even mushrooms. It was LSD. Oh, oh yeah. And it was in Newport Beach, and it was awesome. No, it was in Jackson Hole. No, no, no. Newport was <laughs> after two, Jackson. Two opposite Hole. places. I don't think so. I think so. <laughs> I think you're incorrect. Nope. It was last. It was a year and four, three months ago. Was when we did it in Newport. It was in December or September. And we the did Jackson Hole like earlier. 
No, we didn't. And, we did it. The, we, it the, doesn't matter. Oh, I, when I you're like wrong, it doesn't matter. I feel well because no, I, I don't want to fight about it, but I think okay. I'm right. Okay. Well, we'll we'll discuss this later, and when we'll I'm look right, look at our photos and and yeah, we'll timestamp our photos. Because when we were in Jackson that Hole, that was taken while I was micro while I was on the uh, mushrooms. You that can tell. Right look at you. It makes <laughs> so much sense. <laughs> like, why are you naked? What's even happening? Because <laughs> I was. Was Do you it, remember that deer that was like doing yoga outside? Yeah, of dude, life? I was talking to him. <laughs> he was awesome. So yeah, we've we've dabbled in that a little. That was a crazy trip to Jackson because there was nobody around. It yeah. was still during COVID. The whole city sucked. Mm-hmm. The main steakhouse wasn't open on the weekend. Like what? Yep, it was weird. And we were at like that place where there was all these other little kind of little camper houses everywhere, and there's like this open area, and we're hanging out, and the sun, the moonlight's beautiful, and we're tripping balls, and then this. Just deer comes moseying up, just and he starts hung out with us. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, let's can we can we do a down dog here? Can we do a little uh, doing yoga, moon pie, sunshine kids pose, or whatever they call it in yoga?" Yep. And I, I remember I was talking to him. Mm-hmm. I was giving him love. Yep, we door dashed a bunch of food. McDonald's. We had to door dash McDonald's. Yeah. Crazy times. It was crazy times. All right. This is a crazy episode. It's all over the place. Perfect. It's awesome. It's life. All right. How long have we been going, bro? Um, 40 minutes. Okay. That works, I guess. Love it. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? I don't think so. I Is there any sort we... of deep, resonating epiphany you'd like to share that we could bring the energy to this sort of subtle, subtle boil? No. no. Okay. I'm not, I'm not that deep. <clears throat> okay. But we'll just end on congratulations on an awesome show. Thanks, baby. I loved having you there. Thank you. You bet. Anytime. All right. So, my friends, you know the deal. Uh, If you like the show, please subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Go follow me on my socials. Follow her, too. She actually owns a Pilates studio here locally. And if you're local. Pretty close by. And if you're a deer that would like to learn Pilates, not just (laughs) yoga, come on down. So, anyway, guys. uh, That's it. Goodbye. Yeah.